Welcome to the Unpacking Sunday podcast, where we take a deeper look at what God is speaking to you, to our church, and to the world around us. So grab a coffee, sit back, and let's unpack it together. Good day. We're in it. You started different this this week. I spiced it up. I wouldn't go that far, but it was different. You don't think good day is, is spicy? Spicier than all right? I think it's a I little... I think all right is way better. I was going to do an accent, but I thought that'd be a bit too much. Okay, just do a quick accent before we get into it. G'day. This. How's that? No. <laughs> yeah, but I think what people appreciate is diversity. I mean, it's right. a big topic in the world Yeah. that we're not talking about today. Yeah, well, variety is the, is the spice of life. To Which bring spice, spices though? back into it. Yeah. You've got coriander. You've got cumin. cumin. As if we why both just it, said cumin. Why does cumin always follow coriander also? Yeah. A little bit okay, of... just before we get into this, though, which is your which is the most important spice? Oh, man. This is going to... Or, like, even just your favorites, fine. Yeah, this will just give away, like, so much about my personality. Um, just a straight-up salt and pepper. That's two things. And I think salt is, like, a mineral. It's not They're really kind of spice. inseparable, though. If you were... Ooh. So, right you know like hmm. the salt i do of love life. black pepper though yeah do you get the one that you like grind it and so it comes in the pepper a little yeah balls i have a few of, of those grinders yeah uh, as do i but also i'm extremely passionate about rosemary oh my goodness i love rosemary yeah it's divisive in our house because really sam hates it oh like hates it with i don't trust people who don't like rosemary yeah well Thank you. I've been living this way for over this, a Sam. decade. She does listen every week, so <laughs> okay, she will good. hear this. No, Sydney made Sydney is my wife, by the way. If you don't know our wives, Sam is Mike's wife. And Sydney made uh, a delicious um, shepherd's pie this Which week. Which would require rosemary. Which requires an abundance of rosemary. And this is the funny thing. Sam buys me rosemary like for many occasions. Right. Like, for Christmas, I usually get a few forms of it. Yeah. But it's just like stacked in the cupboard because I can't put it on anything. Oh, shame. Because she keeps telling me it tastes like a tree. What delineates a spice? Like if I can eat it, is it then, can it be considered a spice? Like and could lavender be a spice? Oh, well, nobody wants that. You're, well, I was going to say, Sam loves lavender, too. Yeah. It, we Herbs really divide our household. Yeah. You're yeah. either for or you're against yeah. lavender. Yeah, so lavender is, <laughs> yeah, it's not required anywhere. It's not necessary. Well, if you like rosemary, you found yourself in the right place, because today we're going to talk about tithing. Yeah. and It was a good transition, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, they were in like an agrarian society. Maybe they grew rosemary. I'm sure they, they would have tied sold. their spices. They yeah. would have. Yeah. yeah. The they first 10. Yeah. I, hey, you could take a 10, 10% of my rosemary if you wanted, because we're never going to use it <laughs> at my house. So, but today we are unpacking this idea of tithing. Yeah. So we, we all kind of hear, you know, the classic like tithe comes from the old English word. Uh, which means one tenth. One so that's tenth. where we get the principle yeah. of tithing 10% of your income. And then mm-hmm. Pastor Reg talked about kind of the etymology of the word and how it um, includes the idea that it's actually the first one. Off tenth. the top. It's off the top. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like if you were to pour a beer and you get all like the suds, you get the bubblies, mm-hmm. just scrape it off the top. That first, the first suds belong to the store. That is an awful example. That's kind of where I was. No, like, that's nobody, what I was picturing, need, nobody wants that part though. Oh yeah, that's actually yeah. true. <laughs> okay, like, no one would be upset that you took that top part. Off. I didn't think it through all the way. Yeah, that's very true. Because actually, 
it might be a sacrifice for some people to give mm. 10%. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is implied that it is, it is a bit of a sacrifice, right? It's, it's demonstrating that your, your reliance is not on you, but it's on God. But Reg took this kind of a step further and he talked a lot about the principle of tithing, not necessarily just like money or finances, but so can you maybe explain Mike, maybe for those who weren't uh, here on Sunday, what is this principle of tithing? Well, maybe we can just read the passage that he sure. used on Sunday. Uh, it's Malachi chapter three. So there's this back and forth about like, how are the people robbing God? And then the response is that they are robbing him in tithes and offerings. This is the right passage, correct? Mm -hmm. I wasn't here. I just watched online. And then it says, you're under a curse, your whole nation, because you're robbing me. Bring the whole tithe to the storehouse that there might be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Uh, and then he continues, I'll prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your field. I will not, um, in your fields, will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord. Hmm. So there is this principle that uh, scripture is talking about here in the book of Malachi. It, I'm assuming this is the one you're talking about, mm -hmm. uh, where when we give our whole tithe to the storehouse, which Pastor Reg talked about, that that would mean the place where you eat. I love that analogy. So he talked about that would be like whatever church you right. belong to, yep. the place that feeds you spiritually. And that if you do that, that there is this level of blessing that comes from God. Uh, because of your obedience and tithing. I I loved when he talked about um, this word for window that meant mm. like a hole in the wall. Yeah. And I, I was kind of shocked that he was saying like God would punch a hole in the wall yeah. to bless you. I, I was like, that. okay, that's not where, what I pictured, <laughs> but sure, sure. Yeah. So there's this idea of out of our obedience and tithing that there would then come a return for our investment. Mm. Um that's the principle that I read in this passage. Right. And so when you, cause he also went into this idea too, with, you know, tithing, you, you will always have a certain group of people who kind of will bring up the challenge is, um, if I tithe, if I do this, if I do this act of giving the church money, then I'm now being guaranteed something in return. Hmm. So it seems almost like a transaction or it seems like you're being rewarded for a work when we know that, you know, we're saved by grace and, mm. and our works come as a, as a, an overflow of that saving grace, not to earn that saving right. grace. So right. is, and then you get into like all the prosperity gospel stuff. And I know pastor Reg hit on this a little bit. So do you think, um, in this verse, cause I know this can be one of the most can like seemingly clear ones for this transactional relationship, uh, see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. What does that word blessing actually mean? Oh, cause I, I think this is kind of where people stumble in this. Yeah. And Reg talked about it a bit on Sunday, like that it would be, it's this idea of what you need from God in that season. Like he even said, it might not be material blessing. Mm -hmm. It might for you, cause God knows us better than we know ourselves. Yeah. It might be for you in that season, peace. Hmm. It might be for you in that season, clarity or vision. Um, so I think we need to be careful that 
because I know people who give faithfully who don't live in their dream home and drive their favorite cars. Right. And so I don't think that blessing like that always pours back into your pocket Mm -hmm. in a huge check in the mail. Yeah. But I think that God takes care of us and blesses us and keeps us when we do these things. And not, it's not about the tithe. Like I think I believe in tithing and I believe in tithing at least 10%. But it's like everything else in our Christian walk. When we are obedient to God, what he is asking us to do and how he's asking us to live, there's a level of blessing that comes with that. Mm. So I know even before we recorded this, the question came up, am I, are are there blessings in my life that are withheld because I'm not tithing or if I'm not tithing? Mm-hmm. My response would be, I think there's blessings that are withheld from your life every time that you're not obedient to God. Right. And tithing is really just one step of obedience to God. Yeah. It's something that you're asked to do and you're, it's ignorant and arrogant of us to say, I'm not going to be obedient, but I still expect God to show up and do his part of the deal. Ignorant, arrogant, but not surprising. It's not. And actually, especially with money, which I think this is why it's such a tough topic mm-hmm. is like the Bible actually talks a lot about money yeah. in lots of different places, not always about tithing, but about like how to use it more than about love. Right. It Didn't talks about it on? so much. Yeah. yeah. And but we hate talking about it. Like just as a culture, you don't ask people how much money they make or what they spend it on. Or no, it's inappropriate. They, right? Yeah. It's not- but it's so dumb. Yeah. Like and I follow a few people on Instagram who talk about um, like Christians who talk about money and how to use your money wisely and stuff right. like that. And even like in marriages and relationships, it's like a tough topic for people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's just a tool that God's given us. It doesn't have to carry this weight with it, that it's so tricky and weird to talk about. Yeah. Well, I like what you said. Um, in terms of like this blessing that's returned to us, I kind of hold this in hand with that, uh, that other teaching from Matthew about your treasures being stored in heaven, you know, that we do not store up, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermins destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moths and vermins do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there, your heart will be also Mm -hmm. right. So you get this other, um, kind of image of, of treasure or of, um, you know, wealth that you've accumulated Mm -hmm. but not in terms of of the number in your bank account right in terms of the value of maybe the the blessings that have been bestowed upon you and in the the fruits of the spirit how they've grown in your heart or maybe the blessings as they've been poured into your marriage or into your relationship with god Mm. you know things that will impact uh how you reflect and mirror jesus in your in your different spheres of your life today um so i'm kind of with you there on that I think one area that I've heard commonly where people get thrown off with tithing is this like idea that, okay, I I trust God and I want to be obedient to God, you know, in the same way that, uh, you know, God calls us to tithe in the same way he calls us to get baptized. Baptism doesn't save us, but it tells everyone we're saved, right? So tithing, um, it doesn't earn for us any uh, special guaranteed dollar amount, but it does. Um, demonstrate our dependence and our commitment to to serving God and to being obedient to what he calls us to do. But I guess the area that I've heard people um, challenge this is, okay, I trust God, but I don't necessarily trust the church. Hmm. Like I've seen money be misused. I've read so many scandals from the church. I've There's these pastors flying around in like $65 million jets. There's, you know, like why would I um, give this money and then now trust the church to uh, 
to steward it, to foster it, to invest it in ways that will see a, a greater harvest? Why can't I just do that myself? <laughs> yeah, good question. <laughs> yeah, I think part of trusting God is trusting like the leadership that he's put in place. And Reg, at least in the first service, because I only watched online because I was away, it was like pretty hardcore that he said this, mm-hmm. but I r- appreciated it. If you don't trust the leadership of your church to handle the money properly yeah. in a way that God is honoring to the vision God's given them, then go somewhere else Yeah, where you can trust them to do it. And if it's that you don't trust the institution of the church ever, no matter where you go to use the money that you give properly, then you actually don't trust God. Because you're just fooling, your, you're fooling yourself. Yeah. Like I trust God, but I don't trust like the system that he's put in place. Then right. you don't trust him. Yeah. Right. Cause that was his design. Mm-hmm. And of course you might not agree with everything or you might not think like, Oh, I wouldn't have done that if I was in leadership. Yeah. People think that about you all the time too. Yeah, it's true. Right. And so, but you have to like go somewhere where you trust the vision of the church and like where God is leading them. Mm-hmm. And then we give faithfully trusting that God speaks to the leadership of the church to do what he's asking them to do. And one uh, super easy way to kind of test this to yourself is we actually have the word of God before us. So you can see how, where, what direction your church is going, what vision has been set for your body to, uh, to expand into. If it's not according to the Bible, then clearly you know it's not from God. Mm-hmm. And so that's great. Then go find a church that is, right? right. But I would say that, that that is really the only time where you would be, it would be okay if you withheld your tithe from that church. But that doesn't mean don't tithe. That means go and find a church that's actually doing what the Bible calls us to do, right. which is spread the gospel to each and every corner of the earth and baptize in the name right. of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And there's a level of humility that comes with it. It's like, just because it's not the way that you would do it, right? Yeah, doesn't mean that it's not the, the right way or whatever. Yeah. I think that there's a step, again, like going back, it's just about obedience. I think that God actually takes this pretty seriously because there are many things that we're asked to do in scripture. And then, of course, we trust that God's blessing follows obedience. But there are not, I don't know if there are any other places in scripture where we are directly told to test God. I don't think there is. No, but we are told. That's how seriously he takes it. Like. And then he talks many times about like how this is the hang up in even in biblical culture and today is money. Yeah. That's going to capture people's hearts and capture their ambition and all of this stuff. Yeah. It's going to overtake your life. Yeah. And he says, if this one thing, if you would lay it down and trust me, I will pour out blessing into your life. And then he says, actually test me, go ahead and do it. And what, it is the, what is the saying? Like it's harder uh, for a rich man to get into heaven than it is for like a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Yeah, that's or, it's something like saying. that. Well done. That's the exact one. Yeah, okay. I go. can't remember if that's exactly it. I was going to throw a gnat in there and I was yeah, like, no, no, that's a different one. For sure. Camel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Camel. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, money is the thing that, that captivates our hearts and replaces the, the, the slot that is intended to go to Jesus mm-hmm. uh, for so many of us. And it's actually really sad, like how it can poison our, our thought. It can poison our purpose in life. And, and then we see so many friends and family seek and, and really like lust after, after and accumulation not like, of wealth. Let's not fool ourselves because also like when we talk about money, some people will be like, oh, I don't need like a huge this or like a bunch of money in my bank account. I just want to like own a house. I just want to do this. And it's like, okay, that's the same thing. Mm. You're still putting that above doing what God asks you to do. Yeah. Like, oh, once I buy a house or once I have a car 
or once I've paid off my student loans or whatever, then yeah, I'll start right. tithing. Or then I'll start being charitable, even yeah. if you take it no, outside no, no, of tithing. No, 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 that's yeah. not it. That's yeah. not the case. You actually then don't trust God. Yeah. It needs to be fostered with a little before it's you're trusted with a lot. It's off the yeah. top. Yeah, yeah. Right? So... Yeah, but we get it backwards time and time again, though. Yeah. And Christians, we can make this mistake, too. And we disguise our love of money in other ways. Oh, I just want, like, my family to be comfortable. Right, That's yeah. never been a call of a Christian. Yeah. Never. No, it's true. And I love what one of... I think maybe my favorite thing that Reg said on Sunday was, uh, it's not so much that God is asking you for 10%, it's that he's letting you keep 90%. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's all his, anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that it completely reframes how you look at tithing. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I, I just, and I know so many people who actually live on way less than 90%. Mm -hmm. I've heard of people who tithe 90% and live on 10%. Right. That's insane. Yeah. Cause he'll take care of you. Whatever he, whatever he promises, right. He's going to, he's going to come through. He's, he's a, a God who keeps his word. Um, I think it's kind of funny that we all read this Bible. <laughs> mm-hmm. We see that it even is, and this is like specifically for Christians. We see that it's so difficult for, uh, uh, to harbor this like love of money and honor God at the same time. Could say it's even impossible, you know, with this idea of a camel going through the, the, the Bible does say it's impossible. Right. Like well, you can't serve two masters. You yeah. Can't love no, no, no. Of course. One, one of course needs to be yeah. subservient to the other. But my point is, is that we all read that and then we say, okay, I'm going to be that camel that goes through the, the eye of the needle. I'm going to try to be that rich man who loves God. We, instead of trying to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to love God first. I'm going to mm-hmm. lay down everything and then mm-hmm. whatever he gives me back, that's great. Right. Mm-hmm. But we read that and then we say to your point, okay, yes, but I also am going to try to get a house for my family and I'm mm-hmm. also going to put my kids in private school. I'm also going to mm-hmm. make sure there's a Disneyland vacation every year. Mm-hmm. But, but we, we choose the harder option. We choose the option that he says is, is almost impossible. Why is that? Why are we trying even as Christians to, to harbor this like little place in our heart that keeps us comfortable? Well, I think we live in a culture because not all Christians live like this. We have the. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. We have the luxury of living like this because <laughs> there are many Christians who give generously who don't have the choice of where they live or how much money they make or what vacation they're going to take. Um, and I think that comes to a point of like choosing to honor God in those all these different areas of our life, even small things. Um I mean, you and I have talked about it a lot of like, what does it look like to invite God into those conversations that you're even just having with yourself Mm. about like, God, should I spend my money here? Should I spend my time on this? Those kind of conversations. Can you tell me about how tithing has changed your life? Like personally? Without using the joke that I made before we were recording. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that there's a practical component to tithing. In just the sense of like, if you're tithing and you're giving 10% of your income, you have to be somewhat aware of your finances and probably have some semblance of a budget. Mm. So I think like even just doing that is going to have an impact on your life right? in terms of how you spend your money. I have found that in seasons, 
I've not always been good at tithing. In seasons where I'm not tithing properly, um, it's not even the blessing of God of like, I can afford everything or like I'm living a luxurious life, but it's I have peace around how I spend my money Mm. when I know that I'm honoring God with it. And in seasons where I'm not tithing, money does seem frantic and it seems like I loved the analogy that Reg gave or the vision that he had of like, you're putting money in bags that have holes in it. Yeah. And it's like you, you spend it without a care and without any like eternal um, impact really. Mm. And so I think that that's the biggest, even now having a family. And I mean, we all live in a culture where like money is tight for everybody. Um, But I think when we just actually honor God first with what we have, there comes like a peace and a resolution to what we do. Yeah. It, it really does change our perspective. Um, I couldn't agree more. Like there, there was a, a season where um, my credit card had like lapsed cause I lost my wallet and then I got a new card mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that for the first month until I got an, uh, or in like the second month, I guess I got an email saying like the tide didn't go through and it, it lasted for three months that I hadn't tithed. And during this three months, like, which unintentional, sure, for the first month, but then I'd seen the email and hadn't started it up again. So then mm-hmm. it's on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this period, also, some will say cause, causation, some will say correlation, but I, I think causation. During this period, I also was like going through some some really uh, tricky financial situations with mm. uh, with my family with my with my wife and we ended up deciding to to rent out our apartment and move into a basement suite and do all these things to try to alleviate that situation because things were were getting pretty tight and um, I found like that was like the hardest time you know like it was like of course it took place in this moment that God was trying to test whether I'd trust him with my finances. When the thing that I'm talking about every single day and worrying and being anxious about all things God has called me not to do revolve around finances. Right. And, um, don't worry, we got it back up, but, (laughs) but I, I, it is interesting to note that like there was no fear, anxiety for like a year, year and a half beforehand. And there hasn't been since, but weirdly enough, it just took place right at this moment mm-hmm. where um, we were feeling stretched already. And that's when God called us to be dependent. So do you think there's something to that in our in our walk that um, these times will come where it will be put to the test? I, th- I have experienced that. Mm-hmm. And I think absolutely. I think it's like every area of our life. If you're not being obedient, mm-hmm. um, there are you're missing out on the blessing of God by not walking in obedience mm-hmm. to him. And so then it would follow just like what we're reading that when you walk in obedience, there is blessing that comes with it, mm-hmm. whether that's peace or whatever, or even just clarity and your finance. Lack of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or sometimes it is like, cause I even in my life have had that too. Um, my wife, when she first started tithing, when we were just dating yeah, and she had just learned about tithing and like, in like a hail Mary of, I'm just going to do what God told me to do, even though I don't even have money to do it, mm-hmm. uh, gave. 
and then that same day receive back just from a random friend the whole amount that she had just given to the church. Wow, that's so, so like cool. there, I see, I've seen that too, where there is yeah. financial provision for people when they walk in obedience, but I don't think that's always what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know st- well, there was this one testimony of someone who felt like called to just empty their entire bank account. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh man, what a what a call from God, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> from God like a do you trust me type right. of type of call but but of course um walking in obedience to that he was taken care of right he was he was blessed and mm-hmm. he was provided for and um so i i 100 agree i think just it's on all, that note also yeah. don't let us not think that we can fool god because i've also met people who are mad at god because they're tithing and have not received the financial blessing that they want mm. and it's like you're not fooling him yeah you're not tithing right god loves receive. and we'll mm. talk about this on sunday too and not just a financial way but god loves a cheerful giver yeah it's a heart posture and of course it's a discipline mm-hmm. tithing itself 10 percent, that's a discipline mm-hmm. and right so we teach ourselves and we discipline we speak to our own hearts and teach our heart how to live yeah. properly we don't trust like reg said that too we don't just trust whatever our heart tells us to do Mm-hmm. But instead, we teach ourselves what is what right is and right what thing. is wrong, yeah. right? And so even if parents are listening, you can start teaching your kids about tithing, um, what that looks like. I mean, that's where I learned most of what I know about tithing mm-hmm. is because I watched it in my family growing up. Yeah. And we didn't grow up like super rich or anything, for you but I up. watched God's yeah. faithfulness through my parents who gave. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I think it's a discipline, it's obedience, and it's a heart posture. Yeah. You're not going to trick God into blessing you. No. And it doesn't depend on, well, unless you're, I was going to say unless you're Jacob, but I don't know if I want to okay, confuse okay, people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's sure. a joke, but yeah, okay. in season and out, it's a discipline that we're called to adhere to. And it's for the purpose of, of seeking him more closely and of, mm-hmm. of receiving that. Uh, that joy that comes from reflecting him and comes from from worshiping and loving and mm. praising him. And so I'm just going to close out with this this verse from Psalm 37:16 that was on my heart a lot um, during the service. And then can you maybe pray for us, Mike? Mm-hmm. It off. Um, this is the verse. It says, "Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked." And um, that word wealth in a lot of other translations can also be seen as riches or abundance. So better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked talking about heart posture let's pray into that yeah so god uh just even as we pray almost every week god wherever we find ourselves if it's a season of plenty or a season of lack it's my prayer that you would transform our hearts by your holy spirit that we would be cheerful in giving and god even as we're going to talk uh this coming week that it would go beyond our finances it would include our finances but it would also include our time mm-hmm. it would include our energy it would include our entire lives that we would be cheerful givers sowing into your kingdom god uh so teach us what that looks like i pray for boldness for people who are listening to this who maybe uh, haven't tested you in tithing god would they uh would their faith be increased by a gift of your holy spirit even yeah. as they're listening and so we trust you god We trust you individually for what we need, and we trust you even as a church for what we need, uh, that we would be able to do uh, what you are calling us to do. Thank you, God. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Unpacking Sunday is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship Church. If you're interested in more information, please check out our website at www.crcfchurch.com.